0: Welcome to another installment of The Kosher Conversation, a Star K Media production. Today, we're going to be talking about the Kashrus of medications with Reb David Heber, a Kashrus administrator here at the Star K. Welcome, Rabbi Heber.
1: Good morning. Pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Okay, before we get to today's topic, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself to our listeners, tell us how you got into Kashrus and started dealing with medicines st- here at the Star K?
1: Sure. I am originally native of St. Louis, Missouri. My father was a rebbe in the day school there for many years in Chazen. I attended Tal's Shiva in Chicago. Then I came to, to Nisrael in Baltimore, where I was lucky to learn. After that, there was a CUL in San Diego, California. Um, and I went out there. This was the late 80s with Other in the Light. And uh, at the, in my last year in Kailul, a job position became available in, in the OU, the Orthodox Union in New York. Um, and I, I took the position. And spent two years uh, at the OU. And what year What years was that? This was uh, ninety-one to ninety-three. Okay. So we're talking about uh, about thirty years ago. Actually, it was there that I I it really started. Interestingly enough, with the man and I was living in Passaic, and a Khalil Yungaman came over to me and was asking me about medicines and all the different halachas and and so on. I had worked in ingredients that were dealing with a lot of ingredients at the OU and, and realized that a lot of the medicine discussion really boils down to ingredients, what they are. And I, I started looking into the topics. When you
0: say that you dealt a lot with ingredients, what does that mean?
1: So there's that ingredient approval registry where approval of ingredients coming into the into the system. In other words, a company applies to use certain ingredients, so the ingredient registry reviews The ingredient approval registry reviews various ingredients and and approves them. Um, Sometimes they're approved as a, you know, from any source uh, known as a group one. Sometimes they're, you know, approved based on a letter of certification. and A lot of documents went through there. And, um, you know, when you're involved with ingredients for a long time, you you learn which ingredients need and which don't, which is really the key to medicines because... Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of certifications on medications. So as we'll talk a little bit about certain leniencies built in food, we only buy with a Heksher, most foods, unless it's a simple type of product. medicines we have to be lenient because they just don't exist with a Heksher. And therefore we, um, you know, we have to look at the raw materials and make those decisions. So a lot of medicine, medicine is, is ingredient based.
0: You were telling us that you were answering questions for this young man in
1: Right. So then I, I got interested in and I looked into the alochas and um, t- took a very keen interest. In 1993, I was like to come to the start K and uh, developed a close relationship with with Reba uh Like all of us are, are here and um, started delving into this area even more um, as uh, at that time, you know, lists did not exist a, a little bit. There were some lists of Pesach lists, of course, uh, already existed, you know, from the 1920s. We have lists from then, uh, but uh, updated basic lists of various types of items were were not so available. And also, just clear cut halachas. You know, people at the time I had my own young children, and um, and Shilas came up on a personal basis with friends and so on. And there was a need. I, I always like to call medicine the last frontier of cautious in the sense that, you know, everything else has a Heksher. Uh, we have restaurants, we have caterers, we have bread, we have, uh, I don't have to give the list of thousands of certified items against, you know, wonderful Heksherim worldwide, where there are like a thousand Heksherim worldwide. And, um, you know, there's so many things that are kosher. but when it comes to medication, it's just, it's not there. And that, that's really, a um, you know, interesting discussion how that has evolved. You know, why why aren't there so much certification? Bottom line, there aren't, and therefore we need to kind of go back to the old fashioned way of of just analyzing things. Anyway, so Prahsham Starkey gives us that opportunity. Uh we're an organization, a public organization uh, for the community at large, and therefore um, they give us the time and the ability to, to do this type of research so that we could develop these types of lists for the CBOR, for the for Collier's all at large, not only Baltimore, but you know, worldwide.
0: Okay, so let's start with the most basic question, which is, does medicine need to be kosher at all?
1: Right. That's a good question. So the answer to that is uh, is one of my favorite answers, and that is it depends. Um, and and that's, here it's an easy depend. Everybody would know it would depend. The, the, the answer to the question really is also answers. The second question is why don't so many companies have Hexherim? Why don't they have certification? The answer is what does it depend on? It really depends on um, two, two factors, two primary factors. Number one, your level of illness or, or a person's level of illness. We all know that a chayla someone whose life is in danger, is allowed to, even in Michal Shabbos, they could eat anything except for, you know, three three, three averis, the carnal sins. Um, they could do anything. So that means certainly they can eat chaser, no problem. If a doctor says your life is in danger unless you eat this pork, as we know, you're you're allowed to eat the pork. Um, and, and therefore, that is, th- in that case, it's permissible. So medicine for a chayla medicine for someone whose life is in danger, does not need a heksher because it would be nice if it had, but it doesn't need it because at the end of the day, they could take it because they're saving their life. It's, it's p'kwech nefesh, and therefore it's no problem. Um, before I get on to the other cases, but... That might be one of the reasons why there are not a lot of hechsherim, because you know we know that, and the, the general attitude is that well, medicine doesn't need a hechsher because you're taking it to save your life, which very often you are. An infection, you have an infection, you need medication. Um, during the COVID, you know, uh, situation, um, you know, we've we've had cases of chil Shabbos to get treatments and to get um, certain cases if if the doctor felt that. It warranted that. I had a Shila, you know, in uh Sarbatavis where somebody um needed treatments, and uh, you know, I told him to get it, because if they waited after Shabbos, it mightn't be as effective. So there certainly to eat anything is certainly mutter and it doesn't need a haksha. The issue though is that there are other levels of people who are ill. Um there are people who whose lives are not in danger. In other words, they they're not the life's not in danger. Or very often, they're not ill at all. They just are uncomfortable. You have what's called a mechush. You have a discomfort, a, a little headache or a runny nose, and you want to take something. Or what, what's very, very popular and what we spend a lot of time on are su- supplements. Uh, we certify many supplements, but there are various supplements. Someone wants to um, you know, get a certain benefit if doctors recommending it, and they're, they're going to take a certain... Type of item that helps them and will help them long run, short term, long term, whatever it might be. Um, there, you know, those cases of a, of a mechush or, or just um, preventive. You know, there's no have to be mechal Shabbos. You're not allowed to desecrate the Shabbos for that. You're not allowed to eat something not kosher. Um, someone just called me yesterday. They, they need. They they are they need collagen, and I actually referred them to a kosher version of it. But they were had a non kosher collagen, collagen straight from animal. It's not it's not kosher because it's either from a non-kosher species or it hasn't been shechted, the animal that it's coming from. And I said, look, if it's not kosher, then they need to speak to their rov. Is their mother in a scenario of chayla misukin? And that's that, where it depends. And the answer is, that the medication need a hechshar? It depends on, number one, what level of illness the person is. And number two, how you take it. Uh, there are various leniencies. If something's bitter, if it's a swallow pill, other certain circumstances and therefore the how is gonna is gonna be also
0: tell me about that for a minute. Taking a pill, is that really eating?
1: Right. So there's something that's called Shlikadir Khachila, there's something called me'achilas Kelev, which means means you're eating something in an abnormal manner. It's not the normal way of eating eating things. Um you know one one shalikat darachachila would be something that's extremely a bitter item that's just not meant to eat. Is a shalikat darachachila? It's naturally just awful. Um, the other type of shalikat uh, darachachila, from Zalman and which actually based on halacha and milchas Pesach that was recently the me of, are you yaitz if you swallow a piece of matzah without chewing it called bala matzah? So if you from Zalman says if you make a pill that's meant to swallow. And you swallow it. So your typical, you know, acetaminophen, ibuprofen tablet that you put in your mouth, a little water, and you swallow it as is. That's called shalikadechachilat. It's an abnormal way of eating, and shalikadechachila by chayim who are chaloshem by sakana at least, which means they're they're ill. Which again, defining how to define that is, is a little bit of a different conversation, but. Nonetheless, a chayla is allowed to swallow. Something meaning this tablet made to swallow, so that would be permissible. Um, you know, so the answer is: is, is it eating? It depends how it's taken. There are many edible items, liquid medications, um, tastes good. So those are derech achila or chewables. You know, chewable gummies. Those are certainly derech achila. Cough drops. Right. So it really depends on the on the product.
0: I see. So it's, it, it really varies between the different medications and their applications. What about shots and injections? Is that at all a cautious issue?
1: No, shots and injections are not, are not a cautious issue. Um, one does not have to you know, question um, what's in the injection. Um, we're talking about the COVID vaccines people are getting. People are going to have shots of uh, you know, There's no problem, no question. You, you, um, you know, no matter what would be in it, technically, mm-hmm. it would not be a problem. Um, we don't know of any hummus per se anyway in there, but if, if one would analyze something, let's see, there there would be an ingredient that, uh, let's say one we'll determine. again, we don't know of any vany hummus in there, um, but it, it's not a problem. Those types of things are not, are not a problem.
0: Okay, and once we're on the topic of applications, what about things that are rubbed in, rubbed on, lotions and,
1: Okay, it's a lot of the creams get into... They're not they're not an isra'chila which means it's not considered eating when you rub something in. There are some potential problems. One is if it's, you have a bas of a milk and meat mixture, which are not very common, but if you have such an item, a milk and meat mixture, they that would be a problem because you're getting benefit from it. Same reason mm-hmm. you're not allowed to feed your pet a bas of item or a hummus or item. One could ask, since what is my pet chayev and kashvah's? The answer is obligated and conscious. The answer is he's not, but you are. And therefore, a, a mil- milk and meat mixture, you can't feed him because you're getting benefit because you've now given them this item and it benefits you. You don't have to go out and buy something else. Hummus has a secondary problem. I can't own it either. Um, you know, so, um, so the answer is that uh, rub, r- rubbing, though, there the are there is a, a khumra. That the the it's quoted by bir in Simon Sifyud uh, in, uh, it quotes a gain that says that there's a concept known as Kishtiya, which means smearing is like is like drinking and and therefore if you smear something which is not kosher maybe it's like that now we're we're lenient in that regard we use bar soap bar soap is 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 is, is you know port derived and yet we use it so we're really leaning it. Some people in that regard are strict on Pesach, not to have chametz sicha, even though it's an edible, it's not royal really lachila, but they don't want to smear it. And that's why hence the list.
0: From what I'm understanding, you're saying that the main cashes issues shoes on medicines are then going to be the pills and the liquids and, and the like,
1: right? Correct. I mean, again, there are different levels of, of who's going to need to know. Liquids that taste good, chewables, gummies, chewable tablets that are, that have a good taste, Um, certainly candies and cough drops, all of those, you need to know, everyone's going to say they need to be kosher unless you're, you're, you know, your life is in danger because you're eating it. And if you're eating it, it has to be kosher. However, swallow tablet, you know, we published the list because there are people that are machmir in that regard. They are strict for those people we've published list are people who, unless they see it on a list will not take it. That's the way they were raised, and if they don't see it on the lists, they will not take it. So that's why Rabbi Best spends, you know, countless hours uh, of the list that we we, we publish, yeah, and um, because they want to see it. Because there there are people who are machbir. However, again, there are obviously more leniencies in swallow items, um, and, and again, even I want to just mention even chewables and so on. If someone has an infection, if someone has a blood pressure issues, uh, you know, things that could lead to sakana. You know, as we discuss in, in our articles and extensively, one could be lenient even by a chewable. But again, a swallowable, uh the uh, Starkey has the position, we have the list for those who want to be Mahbir. Although again, there are what's called Saddam uh, la and be lenient. And many are many are lenient off the cuff. They just say, you know, don't worry about swallow at all. There are many they that hold that. And then make our din, that really is the halacha. But for those who want to be mahmer, we have the list for them.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I have everything clear. So basically, from what I'm understanding, there's three different types of uh, three, maybe four different types of people who would be taking medicine. People whose lives are in danger. They're clear they, they should do whatever they need to protect their lives. How broadly do we define that?
1: Correct. I mean, that's, again, anyone whose life is in danger, or if they don't take care of themselves, their life will be in danger. In words, even if right now,
0: so that's what you're saying, like blood pressure medicines, what other types of things?
1: Right. Um, seizure, um, mm-hmm. seizure medicine, uh, again, any any strep throat, any anti any antibiotic typically is going to be um, Parkinson's um, type of uh, the medications. even even conditions that will get worse or or the certain chronic conditions that if, if not kept in check, a lot of people have chronic conditions and they get the right medicines and the right balance. And if you start changing the suppliers of the medicine, it might upend all the progress where they're at. You know, you, you took, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're you going to get pushed behind. You know, so that's where there's, you know, room to be lenient.
0: What about medications for uh, psychiatric disorders?
1: Also, right. Those are typically also because if it's also not kept in check could mm-hmm. lead to that by the way, even so if all else is equal, obviously you go with the kosher route. but it's not you sometimes you don't want to change it but, but right. technically if I would say if, if you give it a choice to take a capsule or a tablet and you're at the pharmacy they give you a choice or you you could ask for the choice, why take the capsule, which is gelatin, take the tablet, which is you know you know a very good chance of being hundred percent kosher. So mm-hmm. if you have that option, even a chalimah sukkun, in other words, why it's called we try to take the more lenient route if and when all else is equal. Right. But to say, well, tomorrow we'll have it in. No, 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 no. You want to get, you know, you want to take care of it now. And right. That's uh, around, as they say.
0: Okay. And then and we have people who are not um, a chalimah sukkun, people whose lives aren't in danger, but are, what, what's that middle ground?
1: Right. So they're, they're, they're a chalimah but their life is not in danger. Um, th- those are people that are the, the terminology is nafalamita, which means you feel sick, you got to go to bed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the classic lashon. It also includes someone who's very mitzire. In other words, they're they're in a lot of pain from the illness, um, or it's just difficult. Their a can't. Remind me use the terminology? They, they're not. They're noticeably not functioning up to par. In other words, if someone came to work. And, uh, you know, let's put COVID aside for a minute. But someone came with, with just a, a runny nose. You know, you wouldn't even notice. You know, they blow their nose. You're davening blow. It doesn't even phase you. And they're fine. It's regular business. Maybe they feel a bit tired later at night, and a little bit more sleep, they drink a little more. Mm-hmm. That's that's called it's someone with a mechush. But let's say someone is just, you know, like they, they you know, like I can't, I can't, just so hard to, you know, they pull themselves out of bed, they go to daven, they go to work. Maybe they don't belong at davening again. But wherever it is, the davening but they just feel awful. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a chayla. They are allowed to take something in a, in a non, uh, you know, normal manner, right? It's permissible. They're allowed to do that, which means they can swallow a tablet, etc. So someone with the flu, again, where they're not in a sakana state, is allowed to swallow a gel cap if that's all they have and they want, they want the fever to go down. They have a fever reducer. They could swallow the capsules. Not a problem at all.
0: And then you have the people, someone who has a slight headache. That would be someone with a slight headache, runny nose. So to take the decongestants or Tylenol or whatever, that's when you would really be looking to only use the kosher options.
1: Correct. Or, or you know, we speak about, uh, the common example is a cough. And you want to take it with uh, with cough medicine. Most cough medicines probably 95% of them have glycerin. Glycerin is, could be trafe, could come from animal, come from vegetable, it could come from petroleum. Mm-hmm. You have no way of knowing. Actually, our best does research that and some of the name brands, the motion liquid in America and Tylenol, Benadryl, those liquids are determined to use kosher glycerin. When you don't know, we tell people we mavatal it, which means mix it so that the glycerin becomes bottle, even though you normally we're not mavatal Isser, you cannot take a piece, slice of bacon and put it in your cholent right? Even though it'll become bottle, but here it's a Suffolk Isser. We don't know if, we don't know what kind of glycerin they're using. For all we know, they might be using kosher glycerin. And therefore, um, you're allowed to be vatol. That's what we tell people with cough medicines, because otherwise you, you're not going to have a way to take it unless you get hold of, you know, one of the, the very few kosher brands. And, and many of them are only available, you know, In in the New York, New Jersey region. So let's
0: move from here to what does it take to make medicines kosher? So when you're trying to determine something's kosher, you you said earlier that most medications that are available don't have Echsherem for one reason or another. Correct. Has progress been made in that? I see a lot of store brands even for what we would call the Mechush medications, Tums and whatever are starting to carry... Correct.
1: Um, correct. A well, well, Tums, I mean, there, there are more, some of the over-the-counters do have mm-hmm. um, at this stage, there are very few name brands that have a Tums is one of the exceptions that have had you know, you have, let's say, lactate is a pharmaceutical item really, it's a, more of a medicine, it gives you a lactase enzyme that has, sure, and there are, there are, you know, Star K has also Okay. There are some name brand items, but most of the market that you'll find, there are private label brands. We certify a company and they make a number of private label kosher items. So on some of the store brands, you'll find it because it's a private label that's making different brands. You know, as we know how Mm -hmm. private label works, you have a company and uh, um, they're making, you know, private label pickles, which means uh, it's a pickle company and they're making They'll make Jacobson pickle if you want to order 100000 you know, 20000 and they'll make Heber pickles. And if you order, they'll sell it to you. They'll put my name on it, and I can sell it, sell it around. But again, you know, all kidding aside, supermarkets order that. So when you walk into a giant, you know, in the Baltimore area or a key food in the New York area or a Vons in California uh, or Tom Thumb in, in Texas, um, wherever you're going, you, it maybe this one of the same product. That's private label, the same you know, box of cornflakes is made of the same plant and it's going east coast, west coast, midwest. It's going all over the country, south, north. Um, so there are a few private label uh, drug manufacturers. And, and that's why some of the store brands, you're going to find it on fiber. You're going to find it on, um, you know, the lactate type of product, Homes type of product, uh, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. What does it take to make them? A- uh, kosher medicine. What are the ingredients that are generally going to be problematic that you're looking to cut out? You mentioned glycerin earlier. Right, so
1: glycerin is problematic, but there's a solution to that, and that is just by a uh, you know kosher source, and that's mm-hmm. all the all the companies, you know, all the pharmaceutical companies that we do. We do there are many vitamins today that are kosher, and the reason for that is vitamins are typically for healthy people or people that have some sort of mechush, uh, um, you know, a small problem, or or they want a preventive. And, and, you know, there are numerous vitamin companies with different Um, All the Hachsherem have an array. We have an array of vitamin companies. Starkey certify Shackley, and we certify Meluka, and we certify Amway, um, you know, and Garden of Life. Some very, very popular uh, vitamins um, out there. So again, if they're, making glycerin, if they're using glycerin in a, in a product, we're gonna tell them it's gotta be kosher. Mm-hmm. Um, glycerin is not only, by the way, liquid medications, glycerin is used in coatings. It's used in all sorts of uh, products. Um, the other classic ingredients would be something like uh, stearates. Stearates, uh, stearic acid is a is a derivative which is used to make stearic acid. It's used to make magnesium stearate. It's used to make calcium stearate. What's Those the co- Flowing agents? What they do is any almost any pill you go. You you listeners could you know for homework look in the medicine cabinet and look at the back of the label and see magnesium stearate. Almost any pill that they have where the ingredients are listed. And what's the kosher's concern with that? Right, so that, so it's, it's a fatty product and, and it could come from animal. It could come from vegetable. And, you know, the, obviously only the vegetable one is acceptable for kosher product. It's a flowing agent. It's not even necessary for the product. It helps the production of the product because it keeps the powders flowing. When you have a company that's, that's tablet compressing down, tens of thousands of tablets in a minute and the powders pumping through the equipment, you don't want it to get clumped up, right? Right and, and dry. So what they do is they add this the steerate, which gives it a, a a little bit of a oily substance, and it allows the flow to go much quicker and compress better. So it just helps in the production. It's in there though. You eat it. You don't need to eat it. It does. There's mm-hmm. no value whatsoever to the to the you know an active ingredient or an inactive ingredient. It's, it's it's a it's a process aid. I see. And then there are other ones. There's there's you know polysorbates, triacetin. Is also potentially from you know, fat, so, fat ingredients
0: and therefore possibly from animal sources. Correct. What about
1: gelatin? Right. Okay. So gelatin, that's, it's a good, good point. You raised that, that that's the most common item. Gelatin capsules are not kosher. Gelatin is a substance that comes from it's an animal derivative. We have a very nice article online from Michelle on, on the exact, you know, lumbus of, of gelatin. Um, you could make a kosher if you shechted an animal. And um, soaked and salted, as you would kosher meat, you you could get a finished product of kosher gelatin. And there are companies that have made such gelatin. But warning to the to the listener is that those carry a valid, good, acceptable hachshar. There are some individual rabbis who say, "Well, gelatin is not you don't see the you don't see the the animal derivative anymore. You don't see the animal part anymore. It's converted, and therefore, even if it's animal derived." From a non shechted animal, from an animal who's never went through the proper slaughter or deveined or soaked and salted, since it's changed, right? And the service gelatin, mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't look like a a pig walking around, right? It's 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 a derivative of a novella, let's say. So they say, if as long as it's made from you know um, bovine, which means if it's made from a cow, it doesn't source from a, a pork, then it's kosher because it's lost its status of a piece of meat. It's no longer meat. And it's therefore it loses its identity of something not kosher. They actually give a certification on it. And it gets a little bit confusing yeah. for companies because we we don't accept it. We will say we will not accept that in a in a in a, a Star kit product.
0: Right. I mean that was actually a, a, if I remember correctly, a big fight amongst the Paiskim in the nineteen twenties.
1: Correct. Correct. And it, 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 right, exactly. It was, and there were some good that allowed it. However, the way they make it now doesn't meet that criteria. So even the price cap that were makele, were lenient then would be mm-hmm. matched for today in the current climate of how the product is made, what steps it goes through.
0: Okay. Um, so I remember once one of my uh, rube describing a gel cap as the thing that you, the medicine comes in that before you take it apart and pour the medicine into a tissue to, to take it that way. If somebody's given a medicine in medicine a gel cap, how should it be taken?
1: So again, there's, there's several factors here. One factor is, um, again, if you're a chayla, you could swallow it without question. Nothing mm-hmm. to ask. If you're not a chayla and you just want the contents, then um, see here, it's, it's interesting, Shiloh, you could take out, I mean, you could take out the contents are kosher, right? And you take it out, not a problem, uh, if the contents are kosher. The only thing is, a couple warnings here. One is, you got to make sure that you're not ruining the medicine because some capsules are time released, and therefore, mm-hmm. if you by by putting in applesauce you're you're ruining that time release, and that's really you know you want to take the medicine in the way it's prescribed, not in your own you know Hamish way of of doing something that could undermine the the this item. So you know that's one important note, um, you know here as far as the um, you know eating it that way. The question is again, if the contents aren't good. Let's say the contents are trafe, You might be getting get into a bigger problem because when you swallowed it, it was like a chachila. It was an abnormal manner, and now you're eating it. Maybe maybe. Mm-hmm. So by liquids, you have that also. If you can squeeze out the oil from from the capsule, you're gonna. You what's know, called kavush. It sat for twenty four hours in the in the capsule, which is trafe. So it gets the taste of that. So you know it's it's kind of a little bit tricky. Uh, how to deal with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Would wrapping the whole pill in putting it into another gel cap or into a tissue, um, I mean, sorry, putting it into a veggie cap um, or into a tissue or something
1: like that, does that help anything? Okay, so some say that makes it, right? That makes it, that makes it, better. In other words, swallowing itself. Right. Is is not necessarily the chachila, but if you because it it hits your throat, I know, it's maybe right, but, but but some say if you cover it, then you are you're you're you're, you're never even it, it avoids hitting your esophagus because it it went down with a barrier. And that creates a better shalikar That's why people do it. But that Shuva doesn't say that that, you know, doesn't add that point. I don't recall that. If we just say swallow it as is, when people say she wrap it in a tissue, we say, you know, if you do, it's certainly better. It's I see. Certainly better. But we don't we don't require when we recommend that we and I don't mean this arcade, as paiskov there we behind him and told us to advise people, um, you know, we don't we don't say you gotta do that.
0: mm-hmm but someone who wants to do it better, if ask you if it's better, you would say that might be. Uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're
1: gaining better. more opinions that are allowing it. You're making mm-hmm. it. You're going to go into more opinions. By the way, if you do it, I was wondering, it's, I, I never, if you if you put a tissue around a pill, it, it could choke a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what, like, you know, how do you do that exactly? So someone said you add a little water and then it sticks to the tablet, to the capsule. Mm-hmm. It's a nice idea. and Then it's stuck on and then you swallow that.
0: Right, but then you'll start. If it's a time release, you might start the
1: again. You want to then, the time release. You don't want to necessarily, you know, do these kind of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, what else can you tell me about this topic?
1: Okay, so Pesach, of course, is coming, and Pesach. We, you know, we have Rabbi Bess's uh, you know extensive list that he does extensive research. One important note about the it's again his Dark Pesach guide, and in it we have Rabbi Bess's list mm-hmm. available bookstores and uh, online. Um... It, it, again, it's asking companies. It's not visiting the factories. It's also chametz free. Just people should know. Just because it's in the book doesn't mean it's kosher, and it doesn't mean it's free of kidneys. and it's not even kosher of Pesach, right? Um, but it is chametz free based on the research that Rabbi Best does, and um, you know it's a, it's a it's a great tool uh, to have. And again, the, 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 if one finds that it's not the manufacturer or the tablet or the product is not in the book then they call and we go through the raw materials. Mm-hmm. We look at it with a Pesach hat. and We look for other potential problems for Pesach, which would certainly include a uh, you know, wheat item, which is beferish. Uh, my favorite example is a better fiber, which is made from wheat dextrin, which is hummus gummer. And that's certainly a problem. Um, that's one of the types of beta fiber. One of the types of beta fiber have that. Um, but then there's other ingredients that are potentially problematic and that's, you know, sorbitol, dextrose, glucose are all common. And, and those, those could trace their way back to hummus. So we we see it, mannitol, we we say, look, we got to, you got to find out what the, there's alcohol, ethanol. We want to find out what the source of it is. What are they making this from? And if it's good, you know, if it's not hummus, it's not hummus. That's good. If it is hummus, obviously it could be a problem. And that's really the really best list in the back of our book of items that may contain commentsts is really are items that the companies say look this may come from indeed if you chase it back it may come from commentss I see
0: but again even with that someone who has a true chayli
1: correct should same should, same guidelines
0: you have the same guidelines so that the health the health comes first
1: exactly is permissible whatever they need life in danger life's not in danger they could swallow that's that's mm. how I gauge when you get to Shylas. I need to know, you know mm-hmm. what it's for and what's in it. And then we could make a conclusion mm-hmm. on whether you could take it on Pesach or not, mm-hmm. but no one should hold back. If they're not sure, very important listeners, no one, no one should refrain from medicine. If they're not sure, let's like, say, well, I'll skip it for a week. You, know, you can't, you, sometimes you can't even skip it for a day. You're putting your life in danger. So you got to make sure, you know, if it's something important, you know, don't, don't call it yourself. You know, you need to talk to the doctor, you, you know, to rub to validate that. Um, and if, if you're not sure, because the Rav's not available on, let's say, the first day of Pesach and you don't have access to a Rav or two o'clock in the morning, you, you, you know, then you should, you know, you should, you should in Suffolk, which means when you're in doubt, if your life is in danger, you, you have to be lenient in regards to doing the prohibition. And therefore, we allow you to certainly take the medication without without any question.
0: And just to wrap up. Is this the cashier scene on uh, medicines changing going forward? Do you think that this is where it's going to stay here in America? Yeah,
1: no, I, th- I think eventually companies will, you know, come around the it. As we said, as we mentioned from private label items are already there. It really takes, you know, some marketing people to say we need this kosher. You know, the reason why haven't they done it yet? Again, part of what we mentioned was, was because, you know, this issue of, uh, you know, it's permissible in many cases. It's not so necessary in many cases. That, that's, I think, the starting. But there is another very important reason. And a, a large company once told me this also. And that is that it's another regulation. It was kosher. Having a certification means you're limited in what you could do. Any company we certify, when we certify a company. We say, okay, let's see your ingredients. We go into the plant. We send them and we, we, you know, on an ongoing basis. We have a list that we say, "Okay, your product, your cookie, is kosher because you're using this shortening, you're using these chocolate chips." And if you want to change, you have to tell us. That's a regulation. In other words, we serve both to help the company, and at the end of the day, we, we regulate. In fact, many companies have regulatory people that we deal with because it's a regulation, no different than the FDA saying you, you, you know, you can't use uh a foreign um, ethanol in your product from the only these countries we allow in uh, this country's banned, this country we don't trust this, this ingredient in allowed to use, right? Um etc. So we also have regulations. So pharmaceutical companies are very regulated. So there's two points to this, A and B. Number one is they have so much regulation already, you know, cons- another regulation of ours. I say, yeah, hey, when I say regulated, I mean, you know, we're nice guys. We go, but it just means, okay, you you have this supplier is approved. You want to change the price, you got to let us know. So it's just another step that companies want that and they don't mind, but a, a pharmaceutical company, because they have so much regulation, it's, it you know, it's another regulation. And even more important than that, it's to change in the pharmaceutical company is very, very complicated. If you have a cookie factory and we come in and we say, oh, you know, these chocolate chips lost their certification or now they're dairy and you want a power of product, you know, we'll give you 20 chocolate chip companies with 10 different that you could buy from and, you know, you buy Star K, you buy another good uh, worthy. Heksher. That's great. Okay. They'll switch overnight. You know, they maybe the quality control guys going to have to just run a little test on it. They'll bake a batch and, and they're happy. And, and a day later, they're good. Pharmaceutical companies can't just go like this. Presto, let's change a the supplier. They're regulated. And they have to go through any time any drug is changed, even a supply of raw material, they have to get it. They have to validate it, and they have to go through a whole long process. Maybe that's they're going to make the medicine ineffective. It's nice to see because it shows the FDA is on top of it, you know, very carefully not allowing a company to change it. Maybe that'll affect the, the the efficacy of the product. So you can't just change this supplier of starch. Right, certainly. If you're going from a wheat starch to a corn starch, that really may change the whole product. So you can't just go like this. Mm-hmm. So, so they say, look, we, we're, you're going to make us change things, possibly, and uh, or or the supplier run out, to, you know, The we only kosher is this that. Okay, it's very very cumbersome, and therefore they don't want that hassle. So if only we you know we work with them, we work very close with them and try to make it work. But the back end is very complicated for them
0: mm-hmm. there was one other thing you mentioned earlier i wanted to come back to you said that there are certain heterium that might be used in the manufacture of kosher medicines that we wouldn't usually apply to a regular food product
1: well actually i really meant what i said there was the heterium of the lists
0: mm-hmm.
1: right our, our, in other words if we give a hercher, we're going into the plant. We're we're monitoring the raw materials. The, the mashgich goes with a list of what's approved to make sure that's what he finds. The lists, let's say, the best prepares. We don't visit these factories, so in that case, our certification is much stronger than the list. But when we do certify a pharmaceutical company, um, we we do treat it as a food. In other words, a company will you know, want a certification, even though technically you know that item is on our list of approved based on our research. But if we actually certify the product, we're going to see the suppliers. We're going to get letters of certification. We're going to visit the plant on an ongoing basis and, and and certify it. You know, medicines we really treat like food, you know, with, with with rare exception.
0: So if I'm going into a Tom Thumb in Texas and I find a Tylenol with Star-K, not Tylenol, but... Uh, an off-brand. An off-brand with uh, Star-K on it, uh, then I'll know that it has, that it meets the sta- same standards as any other food
1: product. That's, that's correct.
0: And if I find one without the Star-K on it, they would still let me use it based on the reason we discussed earlier. the
1: ingredients, et cetera. Right. One is certified and one, people sometimes, yes, so I have to buy the certified. say, so, well, it's better. You know, you're having, it's been reviewed properly in, okay. in a very proper manner, on site also.
0: Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to mention?
1: No, just wish everyone a of sameach. And, um, you know, this past, last Pesach, medicine was a big topic and the uh, different items and people are still uh, you're very conscious to, uh, again, I'm not here to say what works and what doesn't work. I always view our job as, you know, your doctor's telling you that works. It's my job to determine it. I'm not here to tell you what. Sometimes people do ask me, does it, does it work? Is it qualitative in, in any area? So, look, I don't know anything about what works or doesn't work. My job is to determine if it's kosher or not. If doctors are saying it works, then we kick into halacha. Mm-hmm. That says it works So, you know, medicine has been a big topic Treatments have been a big topic People, you know, are maybe on more sub- supplementary items Based on their doctor's advice um, And those shilos have come Hopefully by next year, you know These shilos will not be relevant And uh, no one should have to ask a shiloh. The book, the book should be collect dust <laughs> At least that section of the book with the medicines That no one should really need it And they should be healthy
0: Amen
1: Shashem. Okay, thank you. thank you To you and to your listeners, thank you